Welcome to the ABBY Show. Two passionate fitness coaches manifesting their dreams and changing lives along the way. Now, here's Coach AB and Coach BY. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, guys? Welcome to episode five of the ABBY Show. It's been uh, three months exactly today since we put out a podcast and we figured it was time. We've been busy with a lot going on in our lives and this prep that we're in. I think today's day 57 um, and we're competing in April of next year. And so we've really been you know, on point with everything and it's been consuming a lot of our time. And so we figured driving back from Florida, we got three hours more ahead of us that now is probably the perfect time to put out a podcast for you guys. So um, what I think I want to talk about first is meal prep while traveling and how truly how hard it is to stay on top of everything. There's a lot going on, you know, while you're away from home. Um, So the first thing I think is the measuring and getting everything ready to go while you're on the road. And then when you get there, getting set up the first day you're there and getting everything prepped so then you have no excuses not to get your meals in. Um, It was pretty difficult for us to stay on track while we were there just because we were surrounded by not the best food, but we did it anyway. And I really didn't feel that tempted. It wasn't For me, it wasn't a matter of temptation. It was a matter of the stress that comes with eating all of your meals on time while you're out of your routine and away from home. And, um, you know, it's crazy while you're home and, and you're in your zone and you're doing your thing and you're scheduled, you know, everything runs smooth. And uh, it's always, you know, in our heads like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll just bring our meals or, you know, we're just going to do this while we're gone and everything's going to be fine. Now, we were able to stay on top of everything but it was definitely hectic and stressful. Um, you know, obviously we wanted to spend time with my mom and my sister, but you know, we were, we had to get to the gym when we could and we did our cardio and, uh, we, I mean, we made it work. Uh, we've got pretty serious goals in place for next year, which we're going to talk more about here in a bit. But, um, so yeah, we're driving back from Florida and, uh, we got a lot of, a lot of material on our minds that we want to talk about and so this conversation isn't going to go in one specific direction and I think uh, some of you listening are going to be able to relate to a lot of what we're talking about so um, first before I continue rambling is there anything you wanted to chime in about with I think that I want to say that like when you're at home doing your own thing like in rhythm with everything you're supposed to be doing whether it's like on a meal plan or just like a certain schedule you think your life is normal and what we do is like not normal for most people and so I think I want to talk about the questions that we get when we're dieting and we're at someone else's house because they don't understand like you have to eat at a certain time they don't understand why you have to have the foods that you do at a certain time and it's just sometimes it can be annoying but then you have to remember that we're not normal in everything that we do so yeah so what we do is not what regular people in society do um we're strange 
actually. And, and <laughs> we're weird. Yeah, it, you know, why you got to eat chicken and rice multiple times a day? And oh, the food you're eating, it's so bland. Why it don't stinks. Why don't you put anything on it? And there's just, there's a lot of, you know, oh, just have this piece of bread or you want a slice of cake or here, have this, have that. And they don't really understand, you know, what dieting, what true dieting is about. And um, so it's hard to explain to people what you're doing and why you're doing it for one, because I just don't think that they care to understand because they're not involved in the fitness lifestyle and they don't really care so much about what they look like. And so they eat for comfort and they eat for pleasure, I guess, whereas we eat for function and we eat for purpose. And um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely... Uh, you know, when you're involved in your fitness circle and everyone's, you know, meal prepping and training and doing cardio, it's normal. But when you're when you're around people that don't do what you do, there's a lot of, I don't know, tension. It's weird. Um, you're the meathead, I guess, kind of, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you're the odd one out. You're the odd one out. You can't relate. You can't, you know, you can't go out for drinks, you know, you can't whatever. You're kind of just boring, I guess. Like but isolated a little bit too. Yeah. But if you got a goal, if you're serious about what you're doing, you have to do whatever it takes. You know, Rich Piana would say Rich that all Piana. the time. <laughs> whatever it takes, goddammit. And so that's, you know, but I called my mom. I said, Mom, just so you know, Abby and I are going to have to stay on the meal plan while we're there. I'm sorry. And she was like, yeah, okay. You know, but uh, it's definitely hard. And so we're, we're in a sense happy to get back and be in our routine because as we get closer and closer to April, we're really going to have to step our game up and have no distractions. Uh, I'm going to be competing in classic physique. That's the goal as of now, pending the situation with my hip and my back, which as you guys probably know, I'm going through chiropractic care. So I'm getting worked on and doing a lot of mobility work to decrease the pain and increase the range of motion and uh, I need to be in a position where I can train my legs hard and heavy which I'm really working towards um, but if I cannot come up with something that's you know worthy of competition in the classic physique division I might start off in men's physique and uh, continue to work on myself and, and see where things go from there but uh, as for Abby you want to fill them in on what your goal is I'll be doing figure so I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. I've never really thought about doing a competition until a couple months ago. So something new for me, but I'm looking forward to seeing my body change and just being the best that I can be and progressing year after year. So yeah, I'm excited. It's a competition. It's one of those that it instills a drive in you because at the end of the day, if you don't have a goal, if you're going to the gym without a goal, or if you're going through life without a goal, it's just dull, there's no excitement. When you have something to strive for, when you have a date picked, you know, when there's, you know, a desired ending, it's, uh, it's exciting, it's motivating, it's inspiring to other people. And, uh, you know, we love the fact that we're openly documenting our prep if you're following us on instagram you know you know it's hard to keep up with the days i think we're on 57 right now but uh yeah it's been eight weeks of or seven weeks of 
nailing the meal plan, going to the gym, killing our cardio. Abby's doing upwards of 90 minutes of cardio a day, 85? 85, I think, but we're gonna try to reduce that little by little, um, just so I'm not doing hours before the show. <laughs> yeah, so when we first started, the goal was, okay, let's see how lean, let's get some of this fluff off your frame first. So let's start dieting, because we weren't dieting at all, and let our body respond. And now we're, we're in a position where we're reverse dieting, and our coach is, you know, monitoring everything and he's you know in charge of our macros he's the scientist behind the scenes helping us with our nutrition and uh, his name is Matt Cusano team x frame army and uh, we're happy to be a part of his team and he's been an awesome leader and motivator for us these last seven weeks especially as coaches you know everyone needs someone to kind of keep them in check and you can always learn from somebody and I got to say that he's been uh, someone who's provided us with a lot of information and knowledge and I'm happy to have him as our coach. Yeah, he's really smart, so I've learned a lot so far and I feel like we're gonna come out of this experience like really knowledgeable for yeah, our and, clients as well. Yeah, and he's very reassuring as a coach too. He's always there if we need him and uh, being that this is something new and he happens to be an NPC judge, so he knows what the judges look for. He's helping us with our posing and everything and so um, you know, we're all in with this and, you know, we understand that it's it's going to isolate us and it's going to make us appear very, very selfish. But at the end of the day, bodybuilding and fitness is a selfish practice because at the end of the day, you know, your health is everything and uh, being active is something that I, you know, strive to do till the day that I die. I cannot sit down. I have to keep moving. It keeps my adrenaline going and, and my mind, you know, in a positive state. And when I'm stagnant and not exercising and not shooting for something, I get down, I get depressed. And so I, I really love the position that I'm in and I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, same. <laughs> and I mean, you know, there are days that, you know, you, you know, you may not be feeling your best and Abby, she's down. How many pounds have you lost so far? Yeah, and uh, but I've lost five percent body fat, which is amazing. He's doing our skin fold measurements as well, and so I started at nine percent, and then my check in with him a few weeks later had me at seven, and then my check in a few weeks after that had me at six, and so that's when he started the reverse dieting plan for me. And uh, your percentage, you started off, you were was it like nineteen point four, and then I came down to sixteen. Yeah, yeah, which is phenomenal in, in the amount of time that we've done it. But again, doing the Stairmaster, you know, religiously in the mornings and then training our asses off and nailing the nutrition, it just goes to show, you know, that shit happens and, and, and progress occurs when you can stick to the plan and be patient. And, you know, we've got from now until April, <clears throat> so we got five months to really, you know, chip away at our physiques, you know, little by little. You know, we're working on the detail in the muscle and we're training a specific way. And so, you know, it's um, it's a lot of fun and it's a form of art and I and I love it. And uh, 
I really think that 2019 is going to be a big year for us in more ways than one. Um, I never considered myself to be a competitor, but I kind of just, I've always had an interest in competing and I've developed a love for training. I love training so much. It's, it's what I live for. And so in order for me to succeed in this field, I feel like that this is something that I need to dive into and become exposed to and get exposure in and us being a power couple, you know, she was like, hey, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, her being just 20 years old, you know, she's going into it young, which is amazing. You know, the, the younger you start, the younger you get involved um, in fitness, you know, the more of an advantage you have. You know, you start later in life and you don't have as many, you know, years, youth years to, to work with. And so I think Abby's got an incredibly bright future and we've got high, Aww. we've got high hopes for ABBY fitness moving forward. Um, Especially with competing, um, it's not just for us, it's for our brand, marketing. Um, if we compete, I feel like we seem more knowledgeable to like the general population and they're more likely to come to us for coaching and other expertise. Yeah, well, it opens the door for a whole different demographic. You know, fitness and bodybuilding are two completely different circles. Um, There's regular people that go to the gym and training is a hobby to them. And they enjoy working out and it's for stress relief. And, you know, they, they just are normal, regular people that are involved with fitness. And then there's bodybuilding, which is people that are totally involved 110% their whole entire life is bodybuilding. It's their nutrition, it's their sleep, it's their supplementation, it's everything. Every waking moment of their life is devoted to bodybuilding in some way, shape, or form. And if they're not bodybuilding in that moment, if they're not training, they're recovering. And that's what is needed to be successful in this sport. And so, um, where were we going with with this? That fitness Are oh, oh yeah, they're just it's just it's very very different. Um, you know, some people go to the gym but they don't eat six seven meals a day and they're not training twice a day. Or they go out, they'll have a drink. They'll be like, oh, maybe I should go to the gym. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to CrossFit in the morning. You know, I had a, a drink last night. You know, and it and again, those are those are regular people, but those are also and there's nothing wrong like with that. If that's like your thing, but. But from my experience, too, those are also the same people, not all, but some, who are extremely envious of the bodybuilders, but at the same time aren't willing to do what we do. I mean, what we do is absolutely insane. It's stressful. It's it's very, very time-consuming with all the cooking and prepping and, you know, repetition that's required. But if done right, the results are undeniable. They're, They're inevitable. You know, and, and we, I feel like if I'm not on a structured meal plan, like I'm not in sync. Like there's way too many other decisions to make throughout the day. Like, what do I eat now? But like when you have a meal plan that you're supposed to be following, that t- it takes away that hard decision of what you're supposed to be eating or what you're gonna train or what you're gonna like what exercises you're gonna do. So it's just like even though it's very structured and set it gives you like a peace of mind if you're that type of person 
Oh my god. <laughs> I just got cut off by an 18-wheeler. Um, so yeah, being on being on a meal plan, yeah, it you just you just follow the plan and that's it. And then you know that you're on track and you're doing what you're supposed to do. If you don't have a plan in place, you're not really setting yourself up for success. You know, you, people think that they can just, you know, wing things. But if you're just winging it, you're, you're leaving the door open for, you know, falling off track. Yeah. If you have all of, you know, the guidelines and everything in front of you and all you have to do is follow the plan. And that's why we hired a coach because we can write our own meal plan, but it's like we always come up with some sort of reason as to why we can like go off of it and like justify everything. Everybody needs a coach. The pros have coaches. Um, you can't... In this sport where you are judged by how you look, like your body is being judged 110%, you need to have somebody looking at you from all angles that understands human anatomy and knows how to manipulate the body with nutrition to make things look a certain way. Um, Basically, what we're doing is we're trying to look like action figures, so to speak, on stage. Everything, you know, cut and, and showing the way it should with the proper shape. And the posing is the most crucial. Like, I don't know how to do these poses. And so he's he's helping us with nutrition. He's helping us with the posing. And, um, you know, as we get closer and closer to competition, the, you know, the posing practice is going to play a huge role because if we look really good... But our posing sucks, then it's, it's over. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do well at all, so... Um, and, oh, I just thought of this. This is random, but I had a few notes written in my phone about things I wanted to touch on. And um, so this is a couple things I'm going to start off here, babe, and then I'll pass it off to you, so... Okay. Um, learning, or should I say teaching yourself, practicing... Cutting ties with associations. That was hard for me to get out. So like, for example, me, something that I needed to practice because for years and years and years, that's what I did. And it may sound silly, but it's the point of it. Every single time I go to the mall, I have to get an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Ever since I was a kid, I, I cannot go to the mall and not get an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Do you think that that flies for me on prep? No. I mean, I could probably throw it in on my cheat meals, but the point is if I, if I wind up at the mall on a day that I need to be on diet, I cannot have an Auntie Anne's pretzel. And so some people will do things repeatedly simply because that's how it's wired in their brain. That's the association they have. They'll always get that pretzel every time they go to the gym. I mean, every time they go to the mall. And so if you have any sort of unhealthy association that is preventing you from reaching your goals, you know, it, it, it needs to be cut. You actually have to practice it because you have to rewire your brain. If you always have ice cream before bed, you're always going to have ice cream before bed. Yeah. And so if you continue to do that, you know, whatever the case, you, you know, you, you get diabetes, worst case scenario, whatever, it, it's preventable, but you have to break that tie and so um 
you know, it's been a very hard mental game, I would say, you know, I mean, we've, we've prepped for photo shoots in the past, but what we've been doing with Matt is on a whole different level and, um, we're only just beginning. So as we get closer and closer to competition, our diet is going to get very intense. Our training is going to be very intense and things are going to get serious. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> what uh what do you what do you want to talk about? I'll keep rambling all day. What do I want to talk about? This is how I have to do the switch here sometimes because I, I can literally talk all day, so without hogging the podcast, I gotta cut myself off. What's been your favorite thing so far about like prepping? Um I've actually gotten accustomed to it. You know, I used to honestly dread it. I, I didn't it just I hate being in the kitchen. I hate cooking. I hate, you know, too much, much busy time in the kitchen. I don't like it with doing the the dishwasher a million times and always having dishes in the sink and, you know, it, it's it's hectic. But at the same time, I see how it's changing me and how my body's responding and how it's developing motivation and drive and I I actually don't mind it now. I look forward to it. You know, every Monday I wake up and I'm like, let's kill this week. And I don't have the cravings to cheat as much anymore. I mean, granted, right now, we're each getting one cheat meal a week. And we have certain macros that we have to target for the one meal. And so we've got that sense of freedom for now. But that freedom is going to be stripped away soon. And I think when it does, and we really have to be in serious contest prep, I know it's going to be a challenge. I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be like something we've never done before. But I think we can overcome it, and I think we're going to do phenomenal. I think we're going to crush our prep and make noise in 2019. That's that's my vision. That's that's what I see is ABBY making a statement in 2019. You know, we're we're taking that step. You know, we're we're making sacrifices. We're just you know instead of always talking about it, we said screw it, let's do it, and we finally committed. And um, all we got to do is follow the protocol and stay strong and you know be receptive to the challenges that are coming and just work through them and you know coach thinks abby's gonna be 135 on stage <laughs> that's like 15 pounds lighter than i am right now so i i don't even remember the last time i've weighed that little honestly probably high school like freshman year maybe it's crazy what like how do you feel i mean i know with you that once you start dropping weight, you get extremely motivated and you can just keep going. But, you know, once, you know, the, the slip occurs and then it's like, eh, you know, a couple pounds here, a couple pounds there, you know, you gain, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. But, you know, you really get driven once you start seeing the scale come down. And I mean, I noticed the change in you week to week, you're getting leaner, you're, you know, your, your definition is popping in places that it didn't used to pop simply because you know, there's less water in your body and, and there's less fat and all the, all the extra cardio, you know, upwards of 80 minutes, 85 minutes in a day, you know, two separate sessions, you're sweating like crazy and the adrenaline and it's just, that's the thing. It's all about adrenaline and serotonin in the brain and just giving, you know, it's, there's something about this lifestyle that is extremely addicting and that's why a lot of people love working out. But when you set out 
to be the best version of yourself, which is what this is, and you, you know, commit, you know, and, and, you know, these four-week diets ain't going to do anything for anybody, but if you can commit to 16, 20, 24 weeks of true dieting and exercise, training, cardio, no days off other than your rest days, but you know what I mean, and actually stick to it, the majority of people can't do it. They can't handle it. And that's why we're the odd ones out, like I was you know, mentioning earlier. They can't handle it. You know, they all, you know, we get, we get looked upon as like, wow, you know, like they're huge or they, you know, they're in really good shape or, you know, Abby's, you know, lean, toned, whatever. But they, they like what they see, but they don't want to put in the work for the amount of time that's required. You know, all these, oh, lose 20, you know, 20 pounds in 30 days or these crazy diets or ads you see, whatever, like they're all BS or buy into this program. It's the answer is diet and nutrition, period, end of story. And you have to be, you have to be willing to change and you have to be willing to fight off urges because there will be plenty of them. Hunger kicks in. You got to deal with hunger a little bit. You got to drink ungodly amounts of water that you're not normally accustomed to. Most people walk around dehydrated and don't even know it. And so to look a certain way, you have to fuel the body a certain way. You have to feed it. It's a machine. You have to feed it. And you have to drink a lot of water for more reasons than one. For everything. And, um, yeah. See, I, here, there it is again. I just, I ramble and then, and then all of a sudden. Ramble and then it's done. I, I hit a wall. I, I hit a blank. What else is on your notes that we wanted to talk about? Um, oh yeah, here we go. So, <clears throat> failure. In all aspects, failure is what's required to progress. In fitness, in training. If you do not achieve failure in the gym, if you're not pushing your body to its absolute limits, what in your mind makes you think that your body is going to respond to that? Our bodies thrive in uncomfortable situations. We are designed that, you know, we have to be able to go out and function in the world around our, uh, obstacles or whatever and for example the training it's a it, it's an obstacle it puts stress on our body and so the harder we train the harder we stress our body the more intense that we work the more our body is going to be like shit we need to be able to do this type of work on a regular basis and so the change occurs but if you're not pushing your body to its ultimate limits if you're not going until failure if you're not huffing and puffing breathing heavy after your cardio sessions for like five minutes afterwards, you know, you're not really getting to that point of failure. You're not pushing yourself to that absolute limit that's required. And that's the way that you need to train and, and, you know, work for months on end. And that's why the six, seven meals a day is crucial. You think you can just eat three meals a day and, and, function like we do and actually respond and recover, there's no way. And most people, 
don't even eat the foods that we eat. It's like three shitty meals for most of society. And, and I say that with all due respect. It's the fact of the matter with the obesity rate in this country and, you know, the facts are facts. You know, people eat what's convenient and they eat what's comfortable. And that's where we differ. But, um, you know, you need the nutrition. You need the micronutrients. You need, you know the sleep aids, you need everything to make sure that your body is recovering, refueling from the activity that you're doing. And so, yeah, most people don't, don't eat seven meals a day. They eat three meals a day, sit on the couch, maybe go to the gym a few times a week, have a little bit of muscle and, um, and they, they're, they're left wanting more, but I'm, I'm here telling you what's required. I mean, Abby works her freaking ass off. I mean, you do do an hour on the Stairmaster five days a week. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're still training, you know, yeah. and, and you're eating six meals a day. Honestly, if I didn't eat six meals a day, I don't know what I would do. Like, I love, like, once you get used to eating six meals a day every, like, three to four hours, you feel great. And if you miss a meal, you're going to be hungry and wonder like what you're forgetting or if something's off and I think your body just gets used to the six meals like at first it's really challenging for some people because they don't have the appetite for it but once you get into the six meals you'll be golden I think yeah I mean it's all about metabolism too so you know most people they either don't eat enough whether good or bad food whether healthy or unhealthy they don't eat enough or they just eat entirely too much you know fat and carbohydrates combined just the wrong foods every day and are overweight but you know you can put that appetite if you have a big one to good use and eat six meals a day I'm always and hungry, so. you know and your body adapts to it and you don't you don't feel like you need to engorge on anything because you're eating every couple hours but the key is to eat nutrient dense food not calorie dense food well depending on your goals i mean if you're trying to gain weight and build muscle you know like i am right now i'm eating a fair amount of carbohydrates i'm not eating an overabundance but i'm getting you know upwards of 300 grams of carbs a day depending on the day 200 on a low day um and so you know as i get further along i'll probably be upwards of you know five six hundred grams but that's, it's all a matter of what's required for the machine inside. You know, if, if Everyone's you're... Everyone's different. You know, and, and this is going to be referring to lean body mass, not total weight. If the machine inside you only weighs 180 pounds versus, like, the machine inside of, let's say, Phil Heath, who's, like, 260, which one do you think is going to need more fuel to function? The bigger machine. And so it's a matter of muscle mass. The more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism, the more calories you're going to be able to tolerate, the more calories that are going to be required for function. And so you got to think not just to feed and fuel your body for what it needs on a daily basis, because we do have basal metabolic rates. We are burning calories unconsciously. We are active, you know, in one way or another. And so our body is already utilizing nutrients throughout the day but we have to supply enough to get us through the day and then recover and enhance you know anabolism which is the opposite of catabolism 
Anabolism as in building, growing, and catabolism as in eating away at muscle tissue and burning muscle for energy. And a lot of people, you know, that don't exercise at all, you know, you're little by little, you're atrophying, so you're in a state of catabolism. And so as long as you're eating enough and training hard, and you got to be in a bit of a surplus if you're trying to gain weight, and if you're trying to lose weight, you need to be in a deficit. But uh, that's it's really, it's, it, it is what it is. Everyone's different too. Not one diet that, like if I gave my diet to somebody, it's not going to work necessarily because they may have more muscle than me or they may, you know, maybe they're 20 pounds heavier, but it's all fat. Who knows what the composition is? And again, lean body mass to fat ratio, it, it matters in somebody's total weight. And then how much of it's water, there are other factors. So it's based on the lean body mass. The more muscle tissue you have, everything needs to be higher. And so hearing that, if you want to build muscle, if you want to gain weight, you better make sure that you're eating enough food every single day and getting the proper macros in. And if you're trying to lose weight, well, you better be eating less than what you normally eat, but in a structured and efficient way. You know, and in the consistency, you can't just do it for a few days and then jump ship and then get back on and then jump and then get back on because you're not going to go anywhere. It's going to be an up and down battle forever. Consistency is key for sure. Even though sometimes it's really difficult, you just got to keep your end goals in mind and really strive push forward in those difficult moments um what's just, some like struggles that we've had with dieting like consistently definitely like traveling obviously yeah and i mean just like late night hunger is the worst i think for us it's a matter of we we miss going out on dates and spontaneously going out to eat and getting dessert or whatever we can't do it like we used to and so we're kind of confined to the apartment at night and you know we get hungry and it's like oh great you know we have to have another chicken meal you know broccoli same same thing but I just try to remind myself like I think about the end result and that's really all you can do um, when, when you're in a moment of weakness or vulnerability and you feel like you feel like you know breaking the plan oh just for a day just this once you know it'll be fine you have to bring the goal to the forefront and the reason why you're doing what you're doing and um, that's enough for me to uh, to stay on track I mean we haven't cheated at all we've had we've had our structured cheat meals but we haven't cheated on the plan at all I mean the worst thing we'll do is if we're out of chicken We'll have tuna instead or, you know, or we'll have just straight egg whites and we'll make sure that we get enough protein out of it, whatever. You know, we make the changes that, you know, make sense. But um, other than that, you know, if we have everything, we're good to go and we, we stick to it. And, uh, you know, I, I got I got to be prepared to up my eating. You know, I'm getting used to eating more food now and my coach thinks that I'm going to hit 230 pounds here in the next few months. And uh, the heaviest I've ever been is 227. But I'll tell you, I was not lean. I had a little bit of chunk on. I mean, I, I was the heaviest I had been. And I wasn't working out really at the time either. So it goes to show you um, 
that the weight is not really the factor, it's the composition. And so he says the goal is 230 lean, and I'll probably step on stage. I, I think if I do the classic physique division for my height, the cap is, uh, look at this, unbelievable. This 18-wheeler just cut me off on the highway. Nobody, Second time. Nobody lets you in when you're getting on the highway. Um, but yeah, so my my restriction, I think I have to be 212 or it's either 212 or 218, something like that. But that'll be dry, shredded, not really an ounce Water of loss. fat. Yeah. yeah, it'll just be, you know, muscle and skin at that point. And so right now, I before we left to come to Florida, I was like 210 in the morning. And so, uh, I'm interested to see what we weigh that, that, Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm putting on a little bit of weight too, in a good way. I'm staying tight, which is what I should be doing. Uh, we, since we just started the reverse diet, you know, my carbs have been taken up minimally and everything, you know, methodically and, and it's working the way that it needs to. And I'm weighing myself, you know, a couple days a week just to make sure that things are moving in the way they should. And uh, so far, so good. So it's it's just patience and consistency. And I, I preach this to my clients, and I know you preach this to yours as well. Yes, for sure. You, know, you want to achieve a goal, you got to be willing to work for it. You got to, you know, just understand that it's it's a time thing. It's not how fast can I lose weight. Because if if all you care about is losing weight, and you don't care about the side effects that come with it. Then yeah, go ahead and starve yourself and you know drink nothing but water and think that that's the answer you'll drop a lot of weight but it's not healthy then there's hormonal changes in the body so you got to think about hormones so everything has to be done methodically and it requires patience so you starve yourself your, your body gets sent into a state of emergency and it actually holds on to yeah, it holds on to fat, and so you're not doing yourself any good, and you're actually slowing your metabolism down. And so patience, patience, patience. Um, you know, and we're excited to bring you guys our prep as we get closer and closer. You know, we've gained some attention, and we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the support. You know, all the messages you guys send us, um, and the comments, the encouragement. Um, some of you have been following us since day one going on two years and you know we think that's awesome because we really started with nothing it was just an idea and uh, you guys know me I was in a place where I was I, there was nowhere to go but up and here we are you know making things happen and striving towards our goals and you know not giving up on ourselves and I'm really proud of how far we've come and I think that all of that in itself inspires a lot of our viewers, a lot of our listeners, yeah. people that follow us. We're inspiring because we don't give up and we practice what we preach and we're honest and real people. And that's part, that's basically all I want to, to put, that, that's what I, I want to represent. People that are open, honest, giving, love helping, and um, aren't selfish. And a lot of you know a lot of people won't do what we're doing. They won't document. They won't give in all this information and yeah. as much of an insight. They like to hold on to everything, like everything's a secret. 
but I feel like showing you guys, I mean, we're not going to give you out of respect to our coach, we're not going to provide our detailed plans, but we show you guys enough on Instagram on, you know, if you follow us, you know what we're eating, how we're training, that we're doing our cardio every day. And so, um, yeah, we're just, we're grateful for the support and, uh, yeah. We love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> so I guess that'll complete this podcast. It was a little messy, but we got it done. It was three months without one and we had some stuff on our hearts and minds that we wanted to discuss and, uh, you know, we're doing it for you and, uh, please, please, please. If you have any ideas for a topic to be discussed on a future podcast, let us know. You know, we want to listen to our viewers and give you guys what you want to hear first and foremost. So, all right, everyone, take care. Have a blessed day. We'll catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the ABBY Show with your host, Abby and Brett. Join us next time as we take your health and fitness to the next level.